0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Hello, I'm Hanif Baharuddin, and you're tuned into the show that explores the narratives of historical landmarks and places in the Klang Valley. In this episode, we're going to be reflecting on the closure of Coliseum Cafe, one of KL's most iconic restaurants. After serving customers for close to 100 years, the original branch of Coliseum Cafe located in Batu Road, now known as Jalan Tuanku Abdurrahman, has now closed its doors as it became the latest victim of the pandemic. The restaurant has been around since 1921 and has been a witness to the growth and development of the country. Once under colonial rule to now an independent nation Despite becoming a less popular destination for foodies these days Kalisum Cafe remains relevant for people in the city Both for its iconic interior decor that still kept as close to the original As well as for its Hainanese western fusion menu that's well loved by its patrons While the franchise will live on via its other branches here in the Klang Valley The curtain has now closed for its original iconic branch Our resident heritage conservation expert Elizabeth Cardosa joins us on the show to reflect on the news
1: it's sad that an institution like the Colosseum cafe which is sort of something that you read about even if you haven't been there you you kind of like it's it's part of this sort of memory of you know a past KL but the cafe on Batu Road or on Jalan Tunku Abdul Rahman is the one that's closing the cafe itself the franchise of the cafe remains its brand remains in other outlets i think but that one outlet which is the starting where it started the fact that that's closing is is yeah i think a loss have you been there um yes i've been there i mean it was if you grew up in, in KL, and I'm showing my age now, right, you know, there were places that you went to, you know, before, before that at those days were not so much that they were hip and happening, but they were there in, in, in terms of the, your stock and your memory. You would go to Le Coq d'Or, which was, you know, located in the Bock House, which is since Been demolished. You know, you would go to the Colosseum and you would go for different reasons. You would go to get different kinds of food. You would go to Sing Sing Nam, which is also called the Vatican. That's on Medan Pasa, on Market Square. And they would serve different, you know, you would go there for different food experiences if, if you're looking at food. Because the kind of what was, I suppose, available was not as lavish or as as varied, I think is the word, you know, um as you have nowadays. It was much more limited. And so the Coliseum was a place that lots of people went to. And if you say I used to go to the Coliseum, it kind of almost tells your age that you would have been that you would have been growing up, certainly or living in KL through to the 1980s, maybe even the 1990s. But, you know, I think in the last 20 years, if people were to have gone there, it would have been uh, 10, certainly last decade or two decades. It would be out of nostalgia because you used to go there previously. So that's part of the memory. Um, Because you've read about it and you want to go there for the experience of it and to check it out, right? But not, as a sort of, oh, this is a must-go-to destination. I think not for a younger generation, I would say.
0: Um, But it's also pretty interesting because I think it is kind of like a fine establishment. I think, especially back then, before it became, I think, a bit more accessible, I suppose.
1: Well, you know, I mean, I suppose I would say that part of the reason why maybe you wouldn't have gone there is because of... Uh, the one on Batu Road, the one on the, the original cafe, the one we're talking about, um, because the business centre, you know, moved moved from Batu Road to other parts of the city, to other suburbs outside of the city, as the city developed, as people moved. So, you know, originally, Batu Road, Jalantongkob Raman, would have been the centre of commerce, uh, would have been where, you know, it was a much smaller KL really uh KL even in up to the nineteen twenties was really a very small town, you know, bound on the one side by you know the colonial administration, you know, of the Padang and, and the Sultan Abdul Samad building on that one side. And then to the south, um, you know, the what would have been Pataling Street, I mean what is Pataling Street, the Chinatown area, and brick fields. And then on the other side, uh, you know, up toward Ampang, Ampang Road, uh, where you would have ended up on the outskirts of Ampang, actually, or of the city centre where the race course was, which is what is now KLCC. And then toward Pudu, you know, so this is your your circuit. And Jalan Tun Razak was circular road. That was the outer ring road you know, circling the city, Damansara Road on one side and then Pekeliling, uh, Circular Road on the other side, um, and Pudu and then toward Pataling, you know, down toward Klang. And that really was the boundaries of the sort of the more active city centre, commercial city centre, you know, you would have had Kampung Baru at one end. Pudu at the other end, and then and then really think places like what we consider now to be part of the larger KL, Sungai Basi, Cheras. These were all way you know the mines. You know these were all way out of the city center. So the Colosseum would have been well placed, and it would have been a dining experience because it's a restaurant. You go in there, and the stories of the people who used to go there, the planters, the lawyers, the professionals, right? People who could afford to, I suppose. It wasn't a, a warong, you know, where, you know, just anybody and everybody could hang out, but it was a place that you would go to to have a steak, a sizzling steak. And this whole idea of a sizzling steak and a Hainanese chicken chop. And bread and butter and freshly squeezed orange juice. Um, That's something that for me is my memory of the place. Older waiters in white uniforms, maybe a little stained, and tables with white tablecloths, also maybe either a little stained or having a cigarette, you know, burn hole in it. Uh, racks uh, for hats and coats on the walls. You know where do we have hats and coats lie anymore? Right. You know what I mean. You wouldn't wear a jacket, take off your jacket, and hang it. You know, it, 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 that's not our current lifestyle. So the place evoked a sense of a past, and I think that that it was it was there as, you know, part of. Tale story, you wanted to have a fine dining cuisine, you, you know, there weren't big hotels around the place, so you went to the Coliseum Cafe because the food was good, the food was different, it was a fusion cafe, it was fusion food, Western style meals with mixed with Local Chinese style. So really, it was um, fusion. It was a fusion of this, you know, uh, a, a style of cooking which you don't find in a Western, in the West, or in a, 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 you know a, a Northern European, uh, Northern American kind of setting.
0: That was our resident heritage conservation expert, Elizabeth Cardoza, talking about the closure of the original branch of Coliseum Cafe located in Jalan Ta. We're going for a short break. Stay tuned. I'm Hanif Baharuddin, and you're listening to I Love KL on BFM 89.9. FM 89.9, you're listening to I Love KL, bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. I'm Hanif Baharuddin. Joining me for our monthly session is heritage conservation expert Elizabeth Cardosa. And in this episode, we've been reflecting on the closure of Coliseum Cafe, the original branch located in Jalan Tuanku Abdul Rahman. The closure of this cafe does not only mean a great loss for the city, but also for the area itself, as the remnants of what it was are slowly saying goodbye one by one. Jalan Tuan Rahman is a very iconic um, area it's very old but at the same time I think it's, it's known for an entirely different thing I think we have spoken about Jalan Tuan Rahman yes, before yes, so, yeah. so it, it has a different identity now right totally different from the kind of identity that um, you used to associate with, with Jalan Tuan Rahman. and I think with the closure of Colossum Cafe I guess the old identity is slowly um, disappearing yeah
1: yeah the fact that you know it was where you went for the high end you would have your royal jewellers, you know, you would have your royal crockery, you know, Noritake, you know, you would have your, your tailor or your department store there that served and serviced people that you want your luggage shop. If you were going to travel, you know, in a very, to go to study in England, you know, where would you go and buy your winter clothes, you know? And that's what it would have represented at the time. But in this day and age, you, you buy online, right? Or you fly somewhere already and then you don't travel by ship. You know, so it is, it is not just that the area has changed, I think, but the way in which we approach life and what is available to us the choices that we have now are just so vast and varied and accessible that yeah it has it is i'm not going to say left behind but it's not left behind it is a reflection or it is a mirror showing something that is no longer uh of the current of the present of the present moving forward it is there and it is part of uh, the memory of what we have. And I think the sad part about Colosseum Cafe closing is its closing. You know, complete. I'm sure had it been able to, as a business, been been able to continue surviving, it would have continued and seen its way through the COVID situation. But you know, um, the 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 this this pandemic has. I suppose, taught us a lot. And and so we have had to make, I I think, as a, a country, as a community, as businesses, as individuals, many different decisions that maybe two years ago we would never have dreamt we would have made. But there you are. So, yeah, we kind of move on. But it reminds me, I suppose, the closing of the cafe, of sort of all the other places that have closed before that. I mentioned to you Sing Sing Nam, right, which uh, was on uh, Maiden Passa. I mean, it closed, I think, now almost a decade ago, meaning it is now called a different name, and it was extremely famous as a coffee shop, and there was a little bar at the back. Um, I think the bar closed uh, some, down some time ago. Before that, but the the coffee shop itself, selling Hainanese chicken rice, selling Mijawa, selling you know yong fu, and 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 the f- very famous of course you know steam bread with kaya you would have it was there and it remained there in the consciousness of people growing up in KL living in Kuala Lumpur certainly from before the uh, second world war so in the 1930s through to you know into the 2000s until Closed down, it got sold, it got bought up by somebody else. It remains, uh, uh, or I don't know whether it still is there because really I haven't been into the city uh, because of you uh, know in, in the last year and a half. But it was uh, then re- resurrected in a new form but based on its old character. It was a coffee shop, it sold the same things, but it was then halal. It, you know, so. It would have sold pork uh, dishes, but now it's all halal. It became halal, which is great because it, that meant that, you know, you different people could experience the same type of cuisine uh, without having any, and, and dealt with a certain set of sensitivities. So, yeah, it, it changed because it changed as a reflection of the, the character of society. And I think maybe in a way the Colosseum Cafe is... Closing because of that, I don't know whether they they you know, went into the gig economy, um, whether you could order food, uh, grab, you know, by by you know online and for delivery. I don't know uh, whether the Colosseum Cafe in the city did that. I think there are other outlets in PJ. Certainly, I know it was available, but in this environment, I suppose one has to learn. Uh, we all have had to learn to be a little bit more flexible, a little bit more agile. And sometimes, you know, while we're sad, things move on. And then we have to move on. But we retain the memory of that place. You know, it's the same as uh, Le Coq d'Or. When when people talk about Le Coq d'Or, even with me now, and they say, oh, you know, we used to do this, we used to do that. And I remember the Peach Melba you know that kind of thing it's like what's pe- i'm going to ask you <laughs> honey what's peach melba do you know what is peach melba
0: <laughs> I you no know? Idea. <laughs>
1: it's idea. an ice cream right it's a vanilla mm. ice cream in uh in a in a tall glass uh, with uh canned peaches on it you know um and right. yeah so it it tells you of a and that was a treat you know going to the Coliseum was a treat going to the Le Coq D'Or was a treat because it was different from our normal life, our normal cuisine, our normal, our day-to-day. And that's really what I suppose is also part of the loss.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I think um, sometimes... We talk a lot about the, you know, bigger heritage monuments, right? But at the same time, uh, these are the smaller establishments that are, I guess, you know, also uh, slowly dwindling, right, as, as, we, as we progress. And I think um, Coliseum Cafe aside, there are a lot more, I, I think, you know, establishments like this uh, around KL or even around the country that uh, somehow... Persevering, but at the same time are also struggling, right? Uh, I think I did a story on an, an old kopitiam in Klang as well. I think a couple of years ago. To be fair, they are still going strong, but but it's interesting to to think about it in that sense, right? That I think be, because these these are the smaller establishments that are to an extent trying to also cling on to that that heritage, right? And their attempts should also be quote unquote credited, I, I I suppose, or appreciated as as much as we also appreciate the attempts at um trying to preserve our heritage, you know, in the form of you know all the bigger, bigger monuments and bigger establishments, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right. I mean, you know, it, it's a question of um whose heritage are we talking about? When we're talking about the monuments, we're talking about, you know, the the heritage of you know the kings and the princes, you know, that kind of thing and the the grand, yeah, the grand. And then of course there is, you know, at our own personal level, there is our heritage things that we associate with our family. And if we happen to be part of the royal family, uh, our uh, heritage may be venerated or, or, you know, um, enjoyed by more people than just ourselves, our own intimate little family. That's one thing that, yes, and I think that we do need to recognise that. It is the, I think it is a mark of resilience, when you, the coffee shop you're talking about in Klang, right, the Kopitiam in Klang, you know, it is a mark of of their resilience that they have been able to survive and to thrive. And I think that, you know, when we talk about resilience, um, it also is is, you know, our ability and society's ability to say, this is important, we want it to stay, Let's find ways to make it continue into the future. And sometimes uh, something, no matter how much we want or desire for it to remain, actually is is past, you know, and and we need to move on. Telephone, a telephone, for example. Uh, If you go to the Telecoms Museum in KL um, and you look at, um, you know, communications, nowadays, I mean, it's so instant, right? I send a message, I make a Zoom call, I can connect people. We can connect people from, you know, globally in the same moment. And sometimes, depending on the internet connection, uh, there may be a little lag of a split second and then we all get, oh, got lagger. (laughs) But imagine you had to wait for a letter to come to you, not through uh, you know uh, you know before there was the plane there was the ship and imagine before there was the steamship there was the sailing ship you know so imagine the kind of way we now take communication for granted news is instant we can watch disasters happen as they happen and we are there present We don't have to wait for the news to come along, you know. And so heritage and and our past and the narrative of that is changing and continues to change. And I think that that's something that we really want to, I suppose, capture when we talk about heritage, when I talk about heritage, because something that used to be, important or that was there or or that we considered, you know, important as we develop. Uh, I mean, as a people, some things may have been acceptable. We may have accepted certain types of practices, which we no longer, because we are wiser and because uh, we have better understanding of certain things, are not acceptable. So uh, the slave trade, if you were in the 1700s, Maybe that was accept. I mean, that was acceptable then, and if you made profit from it, you know, and you became a, a huge landowner and you built your castle because of that, that was acceptable. Today, it is certainly not acceptable. It's because our values have changed, our understanding of justice has changed, and that's that's you know a human rights um, angle which we're not talking about today. But when we talk about places and things we associate with and that form part of our memory and part of our experience and our past, we all mourn and regret the passing of these places and things that were important to us individually. And sometimes these individual uh, things that were, you know, if if, let's say the Colosseum, if you had, you know, thousands of people have that experience, as opposed to, you know, hundreds of people have that experience. It is for the individual, thousands of people and hundreds of people, it is still as profound a loss. But collectively, it appears to be less of a loss. But actually, in reality, for you, the individual, it is as profound a loss. So for KL to lose the Colosseum, it is a profound loss because it is part of that story of the place. But, you know, what what do we do? I mean, you know, quarrel with the owner? No, of course not. They have to be able to survive. And and if the best option is for them to close, because they are not able to continue uh, in the current circumstances, then we have to regrettably and regretfully say farewell, not easily say farewell, but regrettably um, say farewell, and thank you for the memories. But I, what I really want to emphasize is this: this whole narrative. You know, we should keep up our stories. We should remember our past um, because it helps us um, understand. And in the case of the Colosseum Cafe, this whole notion of the Hainanese. Cooking, the Haina, which is gone really, pretty much, because I associated with, not just the Coliseum Cafe, I associated with the railway's buffet car, which had the Hainanese cook. I associated with the old rest houses in towns that went up and down the country that you found, you know, in Port Dixon and in Tapa and in, you know, KL and wherever. Which were staffed by the kitchens were staffed, and what was on the menu was what we see as this Hainanese cuisine. Like I said, I think the start of um fusion food, yeah, here. Yeah. And uh, you know, we we that's kind of the association of hill stations and bungalows in hill stations that would have had the Hainanese chefs, the cooks. And that part of the story, while it has been reinvented, you have new restaurants that take up this, uh, this, this story, change it, morph it, and uh, recreate it based on its history. That's about development. That's about, you know, moving forward. So hopefully the story of the Colosseum Cafe will continue in its other outlets. Its brand will continue, you know, its, its styling will continue. I'm not saying, you know, that everybody go there for the food or whatever. That, that's not I'm, not, I'm not selling that um, because that's taste and it's about the quality and it's about all sorts of things. But I am talking about the experience uh, of history, the experience of things which told us something about ourselves from our past, tells us something about ourselves i'm talking about society and different communities and the interaction of different communities you said yourself you know the the colonial past so you have somebody saying i want uh, you know i want a pie so you know look you know who's gonna figure out how to make short crust pastry um If you make pow pastry, do you you know what I mean? If you use rice, you don't use wheat. Um, And so we have created and every society as it collides with, it interacts with another society, we change, we adapt. And that demonstrates our resilience. I think, you know, the better we can adapt and adopt and mesh well with each other, that's resilience.
0: You've been tuning in to I Love KL and this week our resident heritage conservation expert Elizabeth Cardosa join us to reflect on the closure of KL's iconic restaurant Coliseum Cafe That's all we have for this episode of I Love KL If you miss any part of the show you can check out the podcast at bfm.my slash KL, Our app which you can find via Google Play and the App Store and also Spotify Don't forget to also follow the station on Twitter at BFM Radio. My name is Sanif Baharudin and you have been tuning in to I Love KL, bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. Join us again next week only on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Remember to stay at home if possible, practice physical distancing and stay safe. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes.